You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 172. In this episode, I'm speaking to Tiffany LeBeimaster about how to achieve success by taking imperfect action. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Tiffany LeBeimaster, aka Coach Glitter who started out as a makeup artist, wardrobe stylist, and set designer for over 18 years before she built a personal brand as a blogger, business consultant, affiliate marketeer, and educator. Tiffany has worked with some of the biggest brands and online marketeers, speakers, and authors, and knows what it means to take imperfect action to achieve success. By going to sigrun.com forward slash 172, You'll find links to Tiffany and her course, Lights, Camera, Branding, plus the show notes of this episode. I am so excited to be here with Tiffany Le Bymaster. I hope I pronounced that correctly. That's what people say to me always when I go on other people's podcasts and I'm like, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> with Tiffany and I are together in a mastermind, uh, the inner circle with James Webmore. Uh, and we were just talking about how we kind of love that type of coaching that James has, but we're not gonna talk about you, Tiffany. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So I am always curious how people decide to change a path and they come to a place where you're today. So you are known as Coach Glitter. Now you have to explain to me why (laughs) that name and what does that stand for? Obviously what I know, and I think a lot of my clients also follow you already uh, as someone who teaches people to go live. But it is more than that. This is a brand that is, you do a lot of other things and sometimes it's like, okay, what, what is it? What does it stand for? And, and how come? Wow, that's such a great question. And I think my story is not that unique. I think it's a really common story of someone who's a creative entrepreneur, a creative freelancer who really didn't set out from the day one going into a new business with the intention of, now I'm going to be a camera confidence coach. It didn't happen that way for me. And I think that's so reassuring for so many people to know that you don't have to have this perfectly orchestrated plan in order to begin or execute that. What is so amazing about, especially an online business, is that you can have so many opportunities that you don't even realize is right in front of you. So this is my 18th, 19th year. We've lost count exactly how long it's been, but I've been a working professional makeup artist. I started off in films 
And um, I've been a wardrobe stylist for even longer than that. I worked in fashion, which is how I got exposed to the whole makeup side. And so I've been doing makeup. I've been doing wardrobe styling. I started off in films for many, many years in the US. Then I transitioned to the television world right at the exact time that there was a writer's strike and, and an actor's strike. And then reality shows came up. So then I worked on every reality show out there for many, many, many years. And during that same time, I started working on infomercials, which is how I met one of my top clients that I've been with for over 13 years. And she was in the fitness space, but she herself transitioned to the online marketing social media space, which exposed me just being the girl working with her behind the scenes, doing her makeup, doing her wardrobe styling. She was then taking her huge fitness and health brand to the online space as a marketing expert and a social media marketing expert. And so I learned through her and I was like, wow, one day I realized why not me? Like, why couldn't I do this? And I had all those negative stories about who am I to do this? Am I qualified? And honestly, I didn't set out to create a business. I just showed up to help people in the online space, what I was doing offline with my you know, high-end one-on-one clients. And it started with that. I just simply started with the thing that I knew, but I was able to see that I can impact and help so many more people in the online space. And then from there, it just evolved and grew and changed to become what it is today. And what I'm doing today is so different than what I started off a little over three and a half, almost four years ago. So it's really crazy how quickly things can happen. I love that our mutual friend who's also in our mastermind, Amy Porterfield, I met her about two and a half years ago at an event when I was working behind the scenes. And she said, and I'll never forget this. And I always quote her. She said, entrepreneur years are like dog years. And so when you put yourself out there, what could happen in the online space is so much faster than anything that could happen in corporate America or corporate United States, corporate worldwide, like the typical run of the mill business. What happens in the online space? Because you have so much control and everything's rapidly changing that if you don't fear the change, that you're open to seeing that as opportunities that, oh my gosh, you can do so many things. So for me, it hasn't even been four years yet. And my brand, I could not. Here's the cool thing that some people would be scared about, but it actually excites me now that I could not even predict four years ago that I would be doing today what I'm doing. It wasn't even on my radar, but it happened because I put myself out there. It happened because I started off as a blogger that was just answering the questions that I got repeatedly. And so I got tired simply, honestly, of answering the same darn questions. So then I created a blog and that's where the name Coach Glitter came. Because back when I first started, four or five years ago, maybe even longer than that, first on MySpace and Twitter, Back then, we all had avatars because we were really just very fearful about putting our personal information out there. So personal branding, even though we branded ourselves, it wasn't as heightened and as aware as we have that knowledge today. So a lot of people hid behind avatars or we didn't even put our faces out there. It was, you know, like caricatures or logos. And so that's where the name Coach Glitter came, thankfully. It evolved with me and still makes sense for what I do now. Yeah, but luckily. Now it makes for 
Yeah, now it makes for a funny story. I wish I was like you, like Seeger and like Madonna, just one single name and just be known for, you know, worldwide. But people know me. Now it's kind of long. It's like Tiffany Lee, Bymaster, aka Coach Glitter. I answer to all of it. And I always joke that if I did change my name permanently, legally, that I would change it to first name coach, last name Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> But I find it interesting. This is something that I do sometimes recommend to people that say, oh, I want to do something amazing. I said, why not work for someone else first? And that's basically what you did, whether that was a part of your plan or not. But basically, you did first this behind the scenes, what you then did later. Don't you think that's a kind of a... I feel sometimes people want to skip that phase. They want to go straight to the famousness and the stardom and not do the nitty gritty work of actually getting all the expertise. Yes, absolutely. Especially in the online space where things can happen quickly. And sometimes we see those stories, like the highlight reel stories, and we don't get the behind the scenes of the four, five, six years of grunt work and paying your dues. And I am all about in the beginning stages I don't know how you do it without the hustle and the grind. And I know we have a mutual coach who doesn't like the word hustle and I don't hustle anymore, but I don't know that I could have gotten to where I am today had I not done that in the beginning. And part of that was, you know, working for other people for freelancing. And it's easy to adopt whatever title you give yourself, especially in the online space. You can say, I'm an expert, whatever, which is great. But I also think you need to earn it. You need to have the background information. Everybody, it seems like they're a business coach. I never wanted to call myself a business coach. I had a business first. I had many successful businesses first, both online and offline. I have lots of multiple streams of income. I did that first. So I do feel like you need to have the credibility and the experience behind it in the way that I did it in the beginning. And I still do, although it's barely barely 10% of my overall revenue now is to freelance and work as a contractor, as a consultant with other people. But yes, absolutely. That's how I started. That's how I gained my knowledge and my experience. And I think that's so important for people to do. So before you create the big course, before you put yourself out there as a highly paid consultant, I think you actually have to do the work, work one-on-one, -on -one. work as a freelancer, work behind the scenes. I learned so much much even as a course creator now by being a community manager for a huge course. And so I learned that way. And for me, everything that I've done in my life in makeup, in styling, in production, in set design, all the things that I've done, I started as an apprentice. There's a lot of trades and businesses where you're mentored or you're, you're an apprentice to somebody who's more experienced and you're literally gaining your knowledge by observing and working and being their assistant. Many fashion designers become designers, big names, because they were an apprentice first. And so I think that is so important. It's a lost art. People want to fast forward so quickly, but in order to fast forward, which you absolutely can, you still have to kind of pay your dues. You kind of have to do the work. And there's there's nothing that can speed up that process other than putting yourself out there and gaining that experience and knowledge, hands-on experience. There's nothing that can replace that. Yeah. So you started off blogging, you say, giving people advice through your blog about styling, makeup, you know, how far did you go yeah. in your everything? 
All of it. And I think that as a multi-passionate entrepreneur in my business, I've never been just one thing. And so even though I'm even currently today, there's different facets to my business. And I think it's an amazing thing to be a creative person, to still have the focus. I'm very focused, even though I'm not known just for one thing. And there's so many ways, there's no one cookie cutter way that any of us have to. There's no have to. We get to create whatever business and our life by our design. And so for me, because I have multiple interests and multiple facets, that's what keeps my life interesting for me. I'm never bored. Being bored is not a problem for me. I think only boring people are bored. And when you're constantly curious and you're creative, you can create a business that is not just about one thing. So even today, I still like when I'm done with the launch or I'm done with the coaching group, I love that I don't have to do that, that I have other things that fill different needs of my soul and my passion that I can go back to that, that I have seasons in my life where I'm focusing on business and then I have other seasons where I get to focus on fashion and beauty and that I could have that creative outlet in that way. And so still to this day, my blog, which started off simply as my makeup and fashion things that I was doing on set that people wanted to know, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not in front of a camera. I'm just a regular person. I'm a mom. Can you help me with my deep, dark circles? And I was like, of course I can. And so I became the go-to girl who could help regular, real women translate what I was doing on set for real life. And not everybody could do that. Sometimes we see, especially today with like the Instagram makeup and the over the top theatrical, it looks theatrical to me. We all, all have different styles. I respect that makeup is an art as well as styling. It's a form of expression. And I'm just like, you do you, whatever you love. But there is something to be said about taking the trends and the things that you see on social media and being able to translate it for women for everyday real life without looking like a clown or when your runway is your driveway or the aisles of Target, that you're able to do that for you know the mass audiences out there and i really became that person that even though I was working with these big celebrities, that I was able to also help people in their everyday life. And now I do that. It's evolved where I take that same information, but I make it for the entrepreneur, the everyday person who's now the entrepreneur in front of the camera for the first time. Yeah. And you make them look like a million bucks, right? Thank you. That's something that you came up with just recently, a couple of months ago, we were sitting together at the end of our mastermind group. And you're like, yeah, what you do is you make people feel like a million bucks. And I was like, oh, that's my new tagline. Like literally four years almost into my business, I never thought of myself that way. So that's why you have to surround yourself with people who are much more brilliant, who have a different perspective, an outside perspective to see what you're doing. And I was like, because for me, it's never, never been, even for my celebrity clients, it has never been just about how you look on the outside. They keep me around because they know how to do their makeup. When you've had your makeup done professionally and you've had your hair done and you've had wardrobe by the best of the best and the best designers, you know how to dress yourself. It's something that they hire other people to do because they don't have to think about it. They can focus on the message. They can focus on their speech. They can focus on the delivery. They know that they can trust me to be their eyeballs and I'm going to make sure they look like a million bucks. But much more importantly than that, and this is something that has stuck with me ever since it just came out of your brilliant mouth, was that I make people people feel 
like a million bucks. And when you feel like a million bucks, regardless of who you are, even if you're not the celebrity yet, if you're just beginning, but you have the confidence, that confidence, when you have a, just a tiny bit more confidence, even 0.5% more confidence than fear, because we all have fear. We just learn to do it with the fear. The fear never goes away. But when you have just a little bit more confidence than fear, you are invincible. You are unstoppable. You're going to no longer hold yourself back. You're going to actually put yourself out there and see what happens. And that's all there is to business, whether it's online or offline. It's about stumbling to your greatness. It's not about waiting to have all your ducks in a row or the perfect blueprint. Guess what? You learn it on the job. You learn it on the fly. You fail, you learn. You just learn to look at experimenting and testing everything, right? Business, Facebook ads, content is all about testing and experimenting. And for me, 80% of what I do, complete failures. But Getting to that 20% gold, oh my gosh, if we can bank everything we do on a conversion rate of 20% gold, oh my gosh, the businesses and the lives and the things that we will, we will, not we could, we will create is so huge. So go for that 80% fail. Yeah. That's a great reminder because a lot of people are so worried about failure that they are incapable of taking any action. Yeah, they don't do anything. And I'm all about taking imperfect action. I'm all about the cumulative effect of taking those little tiny baby steps every single day. I don't overwhelm myself. I've learned because I'm so type A. I'm recovering type A. I mean, I totally admit I'm a recovering type A, recovering perfectionist. I literally get paid to be a perfectionist for other people. The word perfect comes out of my mouth on set a thousand times. That's perfect. That looks perfect. You are perfect. And then when I started creating my own brand, I realized that is the biggest obstacle to creating that life and business that I wanted. And so I had to let go of that, even though that's what made me so great in my offline business, that I had to get over that. So now I'm all about show up messy. The middle is so messy. We're so fired up in the beginning when we first sign up with a, a mastermind group or we first sign up with a coaching group and we, we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just invested all that money into my business and I'm going to take a chance. And then like 2.5 seconds later, then we have the regret and the fear and all the negative stories. And it's perfectionism. It's the fear of failure. It's the fear of success. It's the fear. Everything's fear, right? So we have to get over the fear by doing it with the fear. And then every single day, what can you do? Not a hundred things. What two, three things can you do today and every single day that's going to just little tiny baby steps forward, move the needle forward? Because those little steps that you take consistently is what accumulates a month later, a quarter later, half a year later, one year later, you are so much further ahead than the person that is still in the exact same place, stuck, because they never took that first little messy baby step. Yeah. I have just realized, and I guess you know it too, is that everything you do in your business and with the Umbrella Coach Glitter is basically about confidence, like, you know, styling, makeup, going on camera, being willing to be messy instead of perfect. It is all about confidence. Actually, it's your name of your program, basically, confidence and camera. Lights, camera, branding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's your umbrella, the confidence part. It's hard to market confidence, though, which is why I don't lead with it. It's what people need, 
but it's not what they necessarily want. Because how do you quantify? How do you measure? Is there an algorithm for confidence? It's what, you're absolutely right. It's what everybody needs regardless of what they do. It's what children have, what we all had when we were born before the world told us about our faults or pointed this out. It's if you look at little kids, they're so fearless. They're willing to try anything. Everything in the world is new to them. And then the world tells you that maybe you need to lose 10 pounds or you don't look the right way or you don't look like everybody else. And the things that make us so awesome and unique and different, and that's what makes us stand out as business owners, that's what somebody told us when we were really little and we stopped being confident. And so we can restore that again. And you're absolutely right. Everything that I do under the umbrella of all the many different things that I do in my business, both offline, online, it really does come back to confidence. And I've seen how people can change when you put them in the right outfit. I can see literally how they present themselves on stage, how they show up for the world. So those are factors that will help you with your confidence. But above all else, it's the internal stories that we say that's going to make the biggest difference. And not so ironically, that is where I have to be totally honest and vulnerable and say, I'm so not perfect in any way that that's where I've struggled the most, which you've seen in the mastermind where I'm the quietest and I kind of hide and I'm scared to ask for help. I'm terrible at asking for help and guidance, but I'm the first one to step up to help other people. I know a lot of people find that relatable. I'm the fixer. I'm not the one that causes or brings awareness to my issues. I don't want to be fixed. I've always been paid to be the fixer, to be the one that's the problem solver. So this is really new for me. And I have to tell you, it has been my biggest obstacle and what's held me back so long, but no longer. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Not there yet, but to really step up and say, not everything's perfect. My business is doing amazing, but sometimes I feel like a complete failure. Sometimes I doubt myself. This is so normal. And I wish more people like you and I would speak out about it saying from the outside, it might look like I have everything together. And there are moments where I do feel like, okay, that was a great moment. I really showed up in who I am. I served I, my whole heart and my mind and my soul. It was good. And then there are the other 95% of the time where I'm like, what am I doing? Do I even, it's all those stories again and they creep up and that's normal, but it doesn't have to be your constant reality that that's what I'm working on. Asking for more help, surrounding myself with real people who also feel that way. And the, the beautiful, encouraging thing is the people that you look up to, they don't have everything figured out. We have those moments and we can rewrite that story that everyone's putting out there that social media sometimes highlights that everything's so perfect and my life is so perfect and everything's so picture perfect and my family's perfect. Like there's no such thing. We're all a little bit of a hot mess behind the scenes and that is life and we do it anyways. And the beautiful thing is that you don't have to be perfect and have every single thing figured out in order to have the biggest impact and love and serve and help other people, despite the fact that we are all humans and we are all super messy. Hot mess. This is the Hot word mess. of the episode. So yes. you have, I think my multi-passionate listeners or viewers later on will love this. You actually have put many multiple streams of revenue together in your business, doing different things under the umbrella Coach Glitter. Can you give an example? Obviously, you have the course where you help people go live. 
Yes, I have my course and the course has evolved. So I have one product, you guys, of my own. And I've only had this course for about like 16 months, 15 months, almost a year and a half. And it has evolved. In the beginning, it was just like, you know, back then everyone's like, I was like back then, like it's so long ago, but again, entrepreneurial, you know, years go really fast. But when I first started creating my course and I finally put it out there almost a year and a half ago, everyone's like, create your passive income. Well, I learned that that's fine. You can have that passive income. But the way that I got people to get amazing results was they needed a little bit more of me in there. And so this is a great thing. Even if whatever it is that you're creating, a book, a course, a coaching program, mentorships, masterminds, that it will also completely change. My course has changed 180 degrees. We don't even call it a course anymore. It's a program. It's a hybrid. And it's the messaging. We just started calling it a hybrid and that requires a lot of information because people are like, what does that mean? And it's cool to create something different, but then you have to really hone in on your messaging. And it's what I have discovered by working with real people. We've had over 1,300 students go through my course in less than a year and a half, not including the people that are in my current program because we just finished the launch at the time of this recording. And so we've had over 1,300 students and I have learned that people need more than just a course that unless it's something really, really simple and you can literally go over it on a weekend on your own, implement it. But there's very few things where that's the situation. And that's why you're such a master at mastermind groups and coaching groups that they need the, the community. So it's a hybrid of a coaching group. It's the community. It is a course as the foundation, but it's also the coaching and the mentorship and the guidance that I'm in there pushing all these people to do what they need to do, doing something that's so scary that I have such a mix of entrepreneurs in my group because regardless if you're already a multimillionaire or you're just starting out, we all have this common barrier of being on camera. And so my audience is really varied that way. And we find the commonalities of overcoming all those stories we say about, I, I don't look the part. I don't, I hate how I sound. I hate how I look all those things about video. And I'm like, well, I was that girl too. I hid behind the camera. There are no videos of me prior to two and a half years ago. None. I hid behind the camera. There's barely photos of me. You know that even until my second launch, I never even used photos of myself in my launches. I used the photos of my assistant at the time because I was like, she's more marketable. I had this idea again, because of where I came from of perfection. You never even saw me in my own launches. Like how crazy is that? So I get it. I was that girl too, and I'm still overcoming it. So I really understand the perspective of what it takes to build your brand nowadays, you got to put yourself out there that we all have these fears. And so when I first started building my businesses and I was hiding behind my blog, I was really comfortable there because you never got to see me. You never had to. Like maybe there was like one profile photo and literally that would be it. My blog was all product shots. There was nothing of me, but people got to hear my voice through my writing in the blog. And then live video came about and Periscope. And I got in really early because literally I got pushed into it. I wish I still had my first Periscope video because it's hilarious. I did not know 
how to work the app. I was backstage at a huge event and I was in, where the heck was I? I think I was in New Orleans. No, that was, I don't know. We were somewhere. Oh, we were in Nashville. And literally my client who has millions of followers downloaded Periscope on my phone. She goes on stage to do her speech. She leaves me. I don't realize my phone's on Periscope live and she shared it. So there's tons of people on there. She comes back because she's only on stage for like two minutes. I stick my phone in my pocket and I was live for like another half hour. Didn't know. I was jumbling around in my pocket and people are just laughing going, this is hilarious because they can hear our conversation. We're like trying to get back to the car. It is like 110% humidity. It was so hot. And we're just like talking, talking, talking. And that was my first live video. It cannot be worse than that. And then I found out that I discovered a love for live video because somebody made me do it. They literally pushed me to do it. And then from there on out, that was over two years ago, I started doing live video and I haven't stopped. But prior to that, you know, I built all these businesses. I was consulting. I was working mostly with men. People are really surprised. I don't name drop, but I work with some of the biggest developers of online courses, of the people who are on stages, 80% of my clients are guys <laughs> and the people who run the biggest software programs for online course. I mean like everything and everything, mostly male clients that I style because they care about their image too. And so I kind of do that a little bit on the side still. I got to the point in my business where my online business has gotten so much bigger that that's where the tension is. And truly that's where my passion is. And regardless of your age, you guys, I'm in my early forties. I'm 43 now. And I discovered all of this at 39. I started when I was 39, almost 40 years old. And it has been the biggest blessing because again, just a few years back, I could not have even predicted if I had a crystal ball that this is what I would be doing today. And the cool thing is that no longer scares me so much, but excites me is that I have no idea what I'm going to be doing four years from now. And that is so fun because the possibilities are endless. You just have to put yourself out there even with all your doubts, start with what you know and be open to whatever happens and the opportunities. I cannot tell you most of the things that have happened for me in my life is because of the relationships that I've had. The people who, honestly, I put myself in a position to be helped for people to want to give me shout outs because I have served them quietly without asking for anything in return and when you come from a place of service, good people will see the goodness in you and they are so willing. They want to help people. And I get emails all the time. I'm sure you do too, where people, strangers are asking to do collaborations, which really is not a collaboration. There's nothing in it for me. It's all about them. And I've never even met them. And that is not the way to approach. That's not a collaboration. There's no mutual beneficial reason to do it. And you always have to ask yourself when you're reaching out to people for the first time, lead with service and how you can help them. I still do that every day. And that is why I create those relationships with people who, who do end up over time wanting to help me. And that has fast forward in my business so much faster than any other thing that I've done. That's fantastic. So you set one course and you do some coaching, uh, styling on the side, but you say uh, some of your revenue or a lot of your revenue is also affiliate program or recommending products to clients. Right. So there's two parts of that. I started off in the online space as a blogger. 
didn't make any money for years, a year and a half, two years, didn't monetize it at all. And I think there's something to be said, just like we did in the very beginning about being the apprentice or, you know, doing the coaching one-on-one service type of things, being a contractor or consultant, working with actual people before you give yourself the title of whatever you're titling yourself to actually have the experience behind it. In the online space, a lot of the bloggers that you see out there, a lot of the number one New York Times bestselling authors, they started off as bloggers as well. That's not my intention. And one day, maybe there, there will be some kind of book. I love coffee table books, books that you know share people's stories about how they started with obscurity and how they got to where they got to and really focusing on the middle stuff, not the end fabulousness, but the middle. That's where we want to know what did they do? What were the mistakes? I love that. So that's something like a little glimmer in the future. But when I started my blog, again, it was just a problem solver. It was a problem solver for all the people that kept on asking me the same questions. It was a problem solver for me because I got a little tired of answering the same questions over and over again. So it became a resource. And as an entrepreneur, essentially what all of us do in all of our amazing different ways is we recognize that people have a common problem. We have a solution for it. Problem and solution. That is what we're doing. Like we don't have to overcomplicate it. And so it, for me, my blog just became a resource for the common questions that people asked over and over again. And instead of me being annoyed by it, I said, oh my gosh, light bulb. Hello. This is what people want from me. Listen to your audience. And as my audience grew and completely changed, who I serve now is very different than who I served back then. It has evolved over time. And I literally, I think the best communicators, the best speakers are the best listeners. And so I'm constantly listening to see what they need. And one of the biggest powerful things you can do for yourself as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as an expert in your space is to recognize what other people need. How do you serve them? Don't make it about you. It is not the Tiffany show or the coach glitter show. This is about how I can take my knowledge and use it to serve them. And if you lead from a place of service, I truly believe that is who the successful long-term entrepreneurs are going to be. And you're always going to find those opportunities that will serve, that will also create businesses. And that's exactly what I did. So I have the business of the blog, which only now I'm getting, you know, last year and a half, two years, more than four years of building my blog. It was just a resource. It was, it was not monetized at all, but now it's a source for sponsorships, for advertisements, for collaborations. And I don't do a lot of them. I'm very careful. I probably do maybe 11 or 12 a year. That's it. Not 11 or 12 a month. Like a lot of bloggers, I'm really, really, really selective about the partnerships. I'm selective about who um, I endorse. I'm extremely careful about how I nurture my audience. So anything, even if it's just a $10 lipstick, I'm going to be very careful about doing my own research and vetting the company and the products to make sure that this is something I want to present to my audience because I'm so protective of them. And then there's the other side of the affiliate partnerships that I do for courses and coaches. And that literally is just me recommending those digital products or services or coaching to my audience. And it's a perfect partnership because I don't teach everything. I don't have to teach everything. All my students who are like, what's next? 
if I don't have the thing that they need, that's what's next. That's who I partner with. Cause again, I'm the resource. I'm the go-to person that could recommend. And my first year online, I made over six figures on just the affiliate marketing side of my business. And this is how I did it. And I've been on lots of podcasts talking about it because they're like, who are you? Where did you come from? I didn't even have an email list at the time. I didn't even know what an email list was. All I had was my social media audience, which was very small, under 10,000 at the time on Instagram. I didn't even have a Facebook business page at the time, a fan page. I just had my personal page and probably 2,000 followers on Twitter. So there's no huge audience that we're talking about. Still to this day, I don't have a huge audience. I had no list. But what I did have was that I went through these courses myself. So people, my audience, as small as they were, they saw my journey because I shared it in real time. I shared it before I was a success, way before I was a success. I didn't even know what was going to happen going through these courses. And so the affiliate marketing opportunities came about because they're like, we're going to take a chance on you. Even though on the leaderboard is the Brendan Burchards and Jeff Walkers and Kajabi and all these people. And they, they're like, who's this girl? I was never on the leaderboard when it came to the beginning of the launches where it was just the leads and there's like a lead contest. I wasn't even on the list. But then when cart opened, who was in seventh place? Who was in third place? Who eventually got to first place? It was me. And it was because I was able to offer something different that the big names in the industry could not offer. And that was time with me. Because I knew as a student who actually went through these courses myself, that they needed that group. They needed that community. They needed the camaraderie of the like-minded people with similar goals to help them get through it. Because I recognize most people, less than 10% of people who buy courses ever finish. Some people buy them, don't even open them. That was not me because I didn't have that money to burn. I didn't have that money to waste when I started my business online. Literally every penny that I made, I put back into my business for the first year. And so when I got the affiliate opportunities for these, it was because I was a testimonial and a student and people knew of these courses before I said, hey, you guys can sign up. I'm offering, offering this. And then over time, I was an affiliate for the same courses year after year after year. Every time I did it, I kept on talking about it. And then I created my own testimonial students as an affiliate for these courses. These aren't even my courses. So I learned about how to create great testimonials because I also have a background in infomercials. Infomercials are nothing but testimonials before and afters. So for my course, when I finally created my own course, I had three years of experience as an affiliate marketer, knowing that I launched as an affiliate as if it were my own. So even though it was my first time launching my stuff, I was really good at creating testimonial videos and testimonial stories, which also gave me the excuse of not putting myself in it. And so then when I combined all of that and I'm learning, like, this is crazy. You are the, the webinar queen. I have yet to do a webinar, a traditional webinar, which is so funny. I do everything different and weird and in, I figure out how to make it work. And it's oftentimes that works. But does that mean I'm never not going to do a webinar? No, this year I'm actually combining the best of both worlds. I'm combining the webinar slides in conjunction with my live videos. And that's exactly what I did for my last launch. And it worked really, really well. Yeah. I think that comes from when I look at that, your trajectory is that you are more relatable than most people out there. You know, when they are become really huge and famous, 
we lose connection. And basically, uh, you are more approachable and relatable to your audience because you stay, you know, with them. Absolutely. I, and I don't think I set that out to be like my intention and my goal. And a lot of people are like, like this year, don't you feel like there's this, like, I call it being vulnerable, like faux vulnerability, because everyone like vulnerability is like the buzzword, like everyone be vulnerable, everybody show up in your bikini or everybody show up in your underwear. And I was like, I don't need to show up in my underwear and show all my, my roles and stuff to be vulnerable. That's one way to do it. And I love that people are doing that. I love the realness that people are doing it, but sometimes marketers ruin everything, right? And so I feel like it's a marketing strategy and I suppose it is a good one, but I think we can tell and feel when it doesn't feel truly real and authentic. So um, I think the way to be authentic is to just be who you are and show up as you are. And I have put myself out there and I'm still getting there. I don't, there's no there, there's no end point for me. And so it's not about being famous because I'm not, it's not about having hundreds of thousands of followers because I don't, and I don't need that to create a wildly successful, profitable, fulfilling business that a lot of people wait to, to really show up as who they are when they feel like they've made it or that they've had that success. I'm like, no, tell the real story both the successes, the highlights, as well as the failures, as well as share like what you're doing. My entire audience knows, you know, what coaching group I'm in, what masterminds I'm in, because I'm sharing that experience of feeling like the dumbest person in the room, the, the least accomplished. But how else are you going to level up faster by being the dumbest one in the room? For a long time, I was kind of in the circle where I, I felt like I was the most accomplished and that's not the place to be. That's not where you grow. That is great for your ego, but that is not great for your growth. And so that I put myself into that space. And now, even though it's so uncomfortable, I love being the dumbest person in the room. The one that has the least experience, the one that does business without doing webinars yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But that's, that's why your audience loves you and my audience will love you too. I'm very looking forward to release this episode. Tiffany, I see a motivational speaker in the making. If you're not there already, it's been oh, wow. very inspiring. Yes, oh, for me as you. well. I can see you're so fired up. Of course, I watch your launches, but we've seen an itty bitty of that here in the episode. Uh, if you want to see how someone launches in a fantastic way, very authentic, very real, then you have to watch and like Coach Glitter on Facebook. We will link to all your stuff in the show notes. Thank you for being on the show, Tiffany. I really appreciate your time. I know it's early in California. It's late in Iceland. <laughs> I know we're the opposite sides of the world, but how amazing is it that we can connect and be friends and create relationships like this? It's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Want to create your lifestyle business? Sign up for the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 172. There you also find the show notes of this episode and links to Tiffany and her course, Lights Camera Branding. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.